The Accidental Entrepreneur is produced by Beinhacker Law and brought to you through our affiliate relationships with the following sponsors. One of One Productions, the New Jersey-based podcast studio that produces and edits both audio and video podcasts. They sell equipment for the average podcaster and have even created a guesting kit exclusively for our listeners. North Authentic, the conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. The Healthy Place, the e-commerce site with thousands of supplements to help you live a healthier life, along with natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. And be sure to support the podcast by ordering some logo merchandise from our online store. Listen to all of our sponsors' commercials later in this episode and follow their links in the show notes to learn more about their products and services. Created this yeah. job and you're you're trapped and you can't get sick, you can't go on vacation, even if you you know do, you're full of stress and anxiety because right. you're really worried about these you know this your baby uh, falling apart. So at that point is when I really started focusing on self development, making myself better, right? As yeah. the leader, as the owner of this you know of this enterprise that I'm trying to build. How does this survive and how do I maintain the lifestyle that I initially wanted when I started it to begin with? Right. It's right? kind of why Which we is, all do it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of the, the big perks of being an entrepreneur if you can design it and, and get to that point. Right. So that's when I really started, um, you know, focusing on, you, you brought up the e that was definitely a, a very pivotal book in my mind where my mindset really changed. And I realized that there is a much better way to do this than how I was doing it. Right. And I really uh, started focusing on designing better systems, training and development our, uh, and developing our team so that they could be able to execute the things that I thought I was the only one I you know, should be doing right. those things. And it's, it's never the case, it, it, you know, and I've learned over the years, right. a lot of times the, the team executes way better than I ever did. And it just makes the whole experience better. Right. But going back to your uh, point in that process, yeah, I decided to get an offsite office really just dedicated to building and working on the business and not just in the information provided in these episodes is for entertainment purposes only. It is not a guarantee of success or to be construed as advice of any kind. You should always seek advice from local licensed professionals before making any decisions. The dictionary defines an entrepreneur as a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. People often start a business without much choice, perhaps due to a job loss or just being dissatisfied at work, and they come up with an idea they just know can be successful. They become entrepreneurs by accident. That is to say their success or failure happens by accident, not with intention. My name is Mitch Beinhacker. I'm a corporate attorney and a business advisor. You're listening to The Accidental Entrepreneur, my podcast about how to achieve success on purpose, not by accident. Join me along with our monthly guests where we share our knowledge and help you get a hold of your business. And now on to today's episode. Hi, my name is Mario Cesario and I'm a serial entrepreneur located in New Jersey. I own five companies and I'm very excited to participate on the Accidental Entrepreneur Podcast. All right, so I wanna welcome everybody and thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Accidental Entrepreneur. I think we're up to 215 now or something like that. If you're listening on any of your um, platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, please be sure to leave us a review. Uh, and if you're watching the video on our YouTube channel, then be sure to subscribe, hit the like button so we can get more followers, get some good content, good conversation, valuable information into the hands of people that need it. So I'm very excited because today I have a special guest who's not only a serial entrepreneur, he's great for the show, but he's a very good friend and one of my best friends. And I've been bugging him to get on the podcast for a long time, Mario. Thanks for coming on today. I don't know, where are you? Like around the corner from me? So we could, yeah, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today we're going to tell your story because I know your story is, you know, is a really cool story about, you know, basically you look, you're like almost self-taught about everything you do, do you do and you do it right. You're involved in masterminds and all kinds of stuff. And I, and I, and 
as an attorney, I'm your attorney too. And I've helped you with companies and you got all kinds of stuff going on. So I'm going to share some really good information. So why don't we go back? Like, I don't even, I'm some of the stuff I've never even been asked you, like where you grew up, your upbringing, mm-hmm. your education, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, first, let me say thank you so much for having me on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm a, a bigger fan of you than. <laughs> well, you probably wanted to podcast. wait to see if we had any staying power to see if we got a lot of episodes together. So no, always <laughs> excited to to support you and finally make it on. I'm very excited myself. Cool. Um, yeah. So start let's at get the started. beginning. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you want to say. So, um, yeah, I, you know, real quick, I, I, I remember, uh, a, a while back years ago, probably at this point when you initially had the idea of starting the podcast. And I remember being incredibly excited, even about the name, the accidental entrepreneur and the whole concept that you had on how most people that you've seen in your practice and in your journey and experience start a business, have no idea what they're doing find a way and, you know, Not go all. On they become... don't all find a way. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I guess the ones that make it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And um, that that concept is, you know, very similar to exactly how my story uh, started and my journey on entrepreneurship started and frankly continues to be, uh, you know, day after day, year after year. There's no rule book. There's no handbook. It's, you know, a matter of believing in your vision, driving forward and and finding the way. So um, my story started, I'd say 11 years ago, which is how old my oldest business is, which is my <laughs> martial arts studio, Caesar Kai Academy in Cranford, New Jersey. And um, it started that 11 years ago. Um, at that point, I was 21, 22 years old. Um, I and was you work for other, you'd work for mm-hmm. other, what are they called? Dojos or yeah, it was studios working for another or... dojo. dojo. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Working okay. for somebody, uh, for years. This is something I've done since I was 12 years old and I washed dishes in restaurants, you know, okay. I, uh, sold candy, you know, like I was always entrepreneurial. I always wanted to have my own money and, you know, kind of yeah. find, find my own way. And at that point, um, you know, just had kind of like a, you know, a separation from where I was working. And it was the first time that I told myself, maybe I could do something on my own. Mm-hmm. No idea what I was going to do. Um, I, I never went to college uh, for, for anything. I, I don't even have one college credit to my name. <laughs> okay. So you but, didn't even start and quit. No, no. It's something I, I knew that I, I never really uh, wanted to do, really. It's not something that that spoke to me. I was an right. average student in school. Um, I didn't get bad grades, but I was I, I, I had to stay focused on just finishing because at that age, if it was up to me, you I probably have. wouldn't have even finished high school. Right. I, I'm glad I did. My parents pushed yeah. me too. But um, and listen you know, for I, all of our children that are listening who know Mario, <laughs> my children are not advocating you don't go to college. No, but definitely there is not. No, there, but there really is no correlation between the people that we know that are successful and right. you know secondary, post secondary education. Some of them are successful having come out of college. Some of them aren't. Some of them aren't successful and aren't successful having gone to college. It's just there's just no. It's really yeah. the person and the drive and the, this. It's not really the education that does it. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the kind of like the turning point. You know, being 22 not really having something to, you know, fall back on, like, you know, yeah. what a lot of parents. So you weren't so, like, Oh, I'm going to open a dojo. You, you weren't even sure what you're going to do at that point. No, I was okay. uh, completely unemployed okay. <laughs> at that point. And then the idea came, Hey, maybe I can do something. Okay. So I, I, I put a, a flyer together. I made photocopies at, at Staples uh, with, you know, the little money that I had, right. uh, started putting flyers on cars. I ended up getting a, a, a space in a, a basement of a church, uh, for free. And I, well, the flyer walked, was like, we're offering classes. So come and it, yeah, it, this was, you know, the, the days before digital marketing and, right. you know, f- Facebook being, uh, a vehicle, you know, to get new clients. It was just me out in the community, um, trying to attract attention and, and get people to participate in these classes that, that I was hosting. And, you know, one thing led to another, people started showing, we grew out of that basement. And then at that point I was able to, you know, lease an actual space and get a storefront and, you know, enough money to really 
put a small business together. Yeah. And I started that journey just like a lot of entrepreneurs do. I was the guy. I did everything. Yeah. I taught classes. I did uh, uh, meetings. I signed people up. I answered the phone. I did the marketing. I did the budgeting. And it was really exhilarating, really, it's especially lot, in the beginning. Though. Yeah. It's a lot. Was it all a kids' it, academy at this point? Just kids? No, at that point, it was, uh, um, yeah, it was adults. It was kids. It oh, was okay. uh, families, you know, pretty, Got I mean, a- anybody that we could get. <laughs> right. Do you want to pay? You come to class, we'll do it for you. Anybody that we could yeah. get. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, long story short there, uh, that program continued to grow. We rented a bigger space. And so now we're in our Cranford location for uh, seven or eight years uh, where, where we've been there, even though we've been operating for 11 since yeah. June of 2010. So, you know, definitely an experience uh, celebrating our 10 year anniversary, which is definitely a big milestone in the middle of the pandemic. But it really put everything into perspective, the challenges in the beginning, growing it, building it, and then, you know, kind of going through this unprecedented time and still being there, you know, and that was a really uh, exciting and, you know, kind of uh, mixed bag of emotions. But, you know, hitting that 10 year mark was was definitely really pivotal and exciting for us. Yeah. So that was your that at that point, you only had one business, right? Um, no, at that point at our 10 year, we we're, we we're already, you know, operating, uh, four. I mean, so kind of like, again, going through the journey somewhere in our third or fourth year of operating the martial arts school, another opportunity came about, which was, uh, opening a franchise called the max challenge, which is a, our 10 week transformation CrossFit, program. Right? Yeah. It's not a CrossFit program. It's definitely more health and wellness, some boot camp style, but we focus on. But it is boot camp style, right? It's intense, yeah. right? Yeah. Fitness, nutrition, motivation, you know, that really perfect recipe for helping people make a transformation through, through a 10 week process. Okay. So we found a lot of synergy from opening the martial arts school, coming across this other opportunity. We were all in the same place. At this point, I still had just one physical location. And it was booming. We had, you know, our doors open from 5 a.m. or even a little earlier. It's when our first class started all the way to 9 p.m. between our max classes and our martial art classes. And um, didn't you originally rent out the space to another operator and eventually bought him out? Right. Or am I not thinking yeah, no, that, that, that's actually, that's correct. And that's where, you know, where the opportunity came from, because I was approached by a, the person who essentially owned the franchise territory where my martial arts school was. Okay. So they were looking for a space to sublease and our facility was there. It's in a perfect spot. And, you know, we had a lot of the, the right recipe for a business like that. And within a year, um, they didn't end up where they thought they would end up. And the opportunity kind of presented to me, Hey, do you want to take this over? So for us, it was kind of like a no brainer because we were already there. Obviously I've been in the industry for long enough to believe that I could grow that program. And, uh, we did, we took over, there was less than 25 people participating in the program. And then by two years after that, we were well over 250 participants just in that program. Yeah. four classes a day, a 1200 square foot floor. So it was, full yeah, it time. was nuts and full. Yeah. And, and that's where we decided to then open a separate facility just for that program. And that's kind of like the, you know, evolution of, of the second business growing it. From- but it show, it shows you though, with the right person, with the right drive mm-hmm. and the right vision. I mean, did you change it that much for the people that didn't really make it? I don't think that much, right? It's a franchise. You kind of follow their program, right? Yeah, I mean, for sure, the the franchise gives you the you know the recipe, but as in all things, you have to execute it at the highest possible level, right? right. So, um, you know, simple things, and and I see this even with the uh, coaching and consulting that I do with business owners that I work with. At some point, a business can scale up to a certain point and they lose sight of like the basics. Right. So in a, in a, in a service-based business, like all of mine are, the basics are focusing on the people and really bringing them through the process of the beginning to bring them to the desired result that they want. So real simple things like answering the phone when it rings, 
you'd be surprised if business scales up and all of a sudden it's less of a priority. So we, you know, in our businesses, we have a rule phone rings twice. If you didn't pick up by the second ring, like there's an issue, it has to be fixed. Nice. But over time, that second ring becomes a third and the third becomes a fourth and the fourth becomes like like, a voicemail and I'll I'll call back. So real, real basic things like that. Uh, And again, executing it at, at the highest possible level. Um, you've been to a restaurant before and you know the difference of when you go into a place and there's a host or a hostess there greeting you versus you walking in, standing around for 10 minutes and not being acknowledged. That's another real fundamental thing that we've seen over time where, again, real basic thing. You have a new customer coming in, they've set an appointment, they know uh, to be there at a certain time. You should be there uh, ready for them, you know, welcoming them not them standing around for 10 minutes and saying, you know, excuse me, can I have some attention? Because it just really sets the bar very low and it, yeah, it, it turns sets the whole off, experience. Right? Yeah. Down. Yeah. Definitely. So that, that's always been a, a high priority for us is making sure we're, we're executing every part of our operation in the best way possible from the perspective of our clients, not just what we think is best, but putting ourselves in their shoes and designing our systems around what's going to service them the best and give them the best experience because ultimately those become your best customers. Advocate for your business, right? So is the right. max is not in that space anymore? No. So the, the max uh, is, has been in a standalone facility for you know many years now. So once we basically doubled our floor space, we were able to expand our schedule and you know that program really has has grown tremendously o- over the last couple of years as well. So my physical locations are actually all in the same building, you know, same uh, strip mall essentially, right, separated yeah. by space, but they're all right there next to each other. Okay, so it's not like um, you had to drive down the street to go to. No, I just have to put shoes on and walk outside. <laughs> oh right, there's <laughs> Which... no access one to the other. Uh, well, technically, so, uh, the, the third physical location I have is, a uh, is a company called union County's best kids, which right. is a full service after school program and summer camp. Mm-hmm. Again, all businesses kind of have like a great synergy working together, uh, through the martial arts school. We're really involved with the school system. We saw that there was an opportunity there to expand our program in a different way and help parents with a need that, you know, anybody who works has, which is quality childcare and, you know, affordable programs that are safe, uh, fun, and just a great environment for kids after school. So Union County's Best Kids started four years ago. We actually just started, uh, celebrated our four-year anniversary there. And um, it's a fantastic program as well. I saw the importance of that particular business, um, especially through the pandemic when, you know, the world was really closing down, but people still had to go to work, especially essential right. workers. They had no place to put their you kids. You were able so, to stay open? You were considered an essential business? Yeah, we were We were able to open and operate um, even through that first summer we had, you know, no issues with any outbreaks. So we were really fortunate, but we had to pivot really quickly across the board, across all the right. locations. Well, the max one, wasn't, wasn't as essential. All the no, gyms went no. online, right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, March uh, 16th, which was uh, what a day or two ago, which yeah. was, you know, two years to the day where um, we shut down by yeah. mandate and we could not operate. And then it was a few months later that um, Cranford's Best Kids or Union County's Best Kids got the okay that all right, you you qualify to operate. But the other two loca- physical locations were still completely virtual, which was you know full of challenges in itself. But we really yeah. fought tooth and nail to do everything we could to keep our members engaged, to keep activities going for the kids, to keep the adults that we had you know physically moving and uh, following a schedule because. It was crazy. We ran, we, we, we gave out like our, our, our fitness equipment. We were handing out weights left and right. People were taking them to their house so they could really participate and, you know, still keep it going. So yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. we did a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. You always have a lot going on now. You, um, I know we're going to get into your other businesses, what else you're doing, but you always did something unique. I don't know if you still do it. Cause I think you got rid of the space, but you used to have your office yeah. off premises 
Yeah. So you could go and sit at your desk and do whatever you were doing away from everybody. As they wouldn't interrupt. It's like the e-myth, right? Yeah. So that's a that's a great segue because it's yeah. kind of like the second major point I wanted to make in that journey. I would, like I said before, I was like the guy that was doing everything and it got, it got to a point where you kind of fall into that entrepreneurial trap where if you're not doing it, if you're not present, if you're not the one moving everything along, you have that fear that the business will fall apart. And it's not just a fear. In a lot of cases, we design, we, 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 without knowing grow this business in a way where we are so, uh, it's so dependent on right. the owner yeah. that you're like a it, slave to your business. Now just trapped you created this yeah. job and you're, you're trapped and you can't get sick. You can't go on vacation. Even if you, you know, do you're full of stress and anxiety because right. you're really worried about these, you know, this, your baby, uh, falling apart. So, at that point is when I really started focusing on self-development, making myself better, right? As yeah. the leader, as the owner of this, you know, of this enterprise that I'm trying to build, how does this survive? And how do I maintain the lifestyle that I initially wanted when I started it to begin with? Right. It's right? kind of why Which we is, all do it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of the, the big perks of being an entrepreneur if you can design it and, and get to that point. Right. So that's when I really started, um, you know, focusing on, you, you brought up the e-myth. That was definitely a, a very pivotal book in my mind where my mindset really changed. And I realized that there is a much better way to do this than how I was doing it. Right. And I really fo- uh, started focusing on designing better systems, training and development our, and developing our team so that they could be able to execute the things that I thought I was the only one I, you know, should be doing right. those things. And it's, it's never the case, it, it, you know, and I've learned over the years, right. a lot of times the, the team executes way better than I ever did. And it just makes the whole experience better. Right. But going back to your uh, point in that process, yeah, I decided to get an offsite office really just dedicated to building and working on the business and not just in, in it. Um, I don't have that space anymore. There was pros and cons to it. A lot of the the okay. positive things were, and I'll, I guess I'll just get into it because that's what yeah. we're here for. The pros were definitely the ability to like hyper-focus. I wasn't being interrupted by people having questions, which, you know, happens all the time. Uh, clients wanting to talk, members wanting to talk, employees needing something. So I was really able to like project manage in a way that I never had been able to do before. Right. And your business didn't fall apart when you were down the street. Um, no, uh, as a matter of fact, it, it 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 grew. Those were the years where we were really hitting record numbers and you know breaking through these these glass ceilings. Because I I, I think really a lot of it had to do with the fact that I wasn't there on the day to day. I wasn't micromanaging and trying to take over things because that's just how my natural personality is. Right. Like well, you as know, entrepreneurs, wanna, we get in the way and we don't realize it, right? Yeah. You want to jump in and, you know, and do everything and kind of like, uh, you know, a, a, a mother bird kicking her babies out of the nest. And that's where they learn how to fly. My team really had an opportunity to excel in a way that they just hadn't before. And they did. So it was really great overall. But it does bring me to some of the uh, not so positive or the cons of, of coming off site, which is you're not there. You can't see everything. Um and there's a disconnection that happens, right? I mean, I think for a lot of us, we get uh, this energy and when we're plugged into our businesses, when we're there, we're That's seeing true. it happen. Right. And, you know, at, at down first in a it was quiet like, office with nobody there. You're just kind of focused yeah. on all the energy kind of goes away. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I definitely like listened probably to more music <laughs> right. in that time when I, I was there by myself because, right. yeah. <laughs> I needed to, you know, bounce ideas and I, I wasn't able to because I was there by myself. So, you know, I'd write things down. I'd have these whiteboards all over the walls. And I, I'm sure at some point I looked like some, you know, crazy Albert right. Einstein kind of guy, you know, because, you know, I wasn't even combing my hair anymore because uh, I had nobody to see. So I'm right. just there right, writing on the walls and markers everywhere. And, you know, but it, it was a it was a great experience. And ultimately, I decided I, I if I time block 
properly, I could still accomplish the same things right. while being on site more, interacting with the, the the team more regularly, seeing members more regularly. But it's a good experiment, right? I mean, because you learn, first of all, you learn to be self-sufficient and you let your business be self-sufficient and you learn that you are, that you could get in the way and that they can function. And it takes a lot of pressure off of you. I agree. I think that if it's something you can do for a couple of months or six months on a short-term lease and then come back to the business, you come back with a clear head, you're more prepared to deal with it. And yeah, that's part of the entrepreneur. You got to time manage and time block and, and things like that, but definitely empowered your staff. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the pros definitely outweighed the cons for sure. And um, I think the, the kind of hybrid way that I'm doing it right now seems to be effective and, and, and working just as well. But I do feel like just like when you go on a vacation or go to a seminar, like the ability to not be interrupted, um, the expectation is not for you to have to immediately respond to everything. It gives you the ability to focus in a way and accomplish projects in a way that you just may not have been able to do before. Right. And I think now you have an assistant, right, that helps you handle all of your businesses, right? Yeah. So as we kind of scaled up, you know, looking at the staffing structure of one business versus like the collective of all of them, there's a lot of crossover where, you know, one person dedicated to uh, an area that kind of covers all the businesses has been really effective. So we have an office manager that kind of handles all the administrative work for myself and then across the businesses, we have a, a graphic designer and an event coordinator because in the physical locations, we're always hosting different types of events and you know conducting things in the community. So somebody that's accountable and organized to executing those things, it, it's been really helpful. But at the same time, maintaining a structure individually in the locations that are geared toward those specific businesses and you know how, how we're able to grow them because of uh, what's actually in there, who's actually in there to those roles. Okay. So you want to talk about some of your other companies or you want to talk about like your mastermind groups? Cause I, I'm always curious. That's what I love about the podcast. Cause I get to talk to you about things that we don't always talk about. When we're at a bar yeah. or whatever, hanging out. Yeah. I was curious as to like, you know, how did you get involved in mastermind groups? How did you find them? Cause you go to a few that are really high powered groups out of the state. I mean, you, I, I talk to you all the time. Well, I'm not in town. I'm in Florida. You live in Florida now? No, just traveling. I'm in Chicago. Like, so you're always doing that stuff. And I was wondering what got you interested in? How'd you find the groups? Why do you find it valuable? Those types of things. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I, I could say without the shadow of a doubt, without that type of environment, I know I would not be the, the person who I am today in, okay. in every way, right? Big so, testimonial, yeah. Yeah, and, and you, you've heard uh, the expression like, you know, the, the, the five people you surround, you're going to be the, the, the equivalent or the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? Right. So, and you've also heard the expression like it's lonely at the top. And sometimes, you know, again, over the years, building your businesses, you're, you're kind of like uh, in this seat, essentially by yourself. Could be right. surrounded by all your staff, you know, members, uh, vendors, like, you know, you name it. It's, it's not like you're physically isolated, but no, but you're, you're the, the pinnacle, right? You're in your mind, right? Like you have all of these responsibilities that just no one else has. So it can get very lonely and it can get very difficult, especially as you're scaling up and wanting to continue to, you know, to build them. So I decided for me to kind of um, get better and fuel myself, I needed to surround myself with people who are doing what I'm doing, running businesses the way that I am, wanting to be high performers, wanting to achieve and accomplish things that, you know, that I had the desire to do. So, you know, at that point, we're in the, you know, online era, you could, you know, jump online. And if there's a specific um, part of the business, like, uh, for example, marketing is definitely an area of all the companies that I really am involved in. I pay a lot of attention to because getting new clients is always going it's to business be business development, right? It's always important to you. Yeah. Always going to be important. Right. So because we have a lot of great systems already designed to servicing our clients and, and keeping them happy and, you know, keeping them there, how do we get new ones? Right. So, you know, marketing conferences, masterminds that ultimately are, 
you know, teaching you about an area or several of business staff development, but it's mostly the ability to network and surround yourself and become uh, close with your like-minded people who are right. trying to, you know, accomplish some great things. Some of my best friends today are people that I've met just in the last couple of years at these different type of events, but are really um, vested in their own growth and success in a way that that either I am or that I aspire to be because I see people, you know, performing even better. And um, well, that's perspective, you know, right? Because you you're top of the of the what do they say if you you never soar with the eagles if you flock with the turkeys, and if you yeah. if you think like I'm here and everyone else is here, it's hard to grow. But then if you meet people that are so much higher. Yeah. It becomes like, well, I can do that, you know, whatever. Here's a word from our sponsors. Looking to get into podcasting? Maybe to market your business for your own enjoyment or because you have a message you want to get out there. One of One Productions is a New Jersey-based studio just over the George Washington Bridge that caters to the booming business of podcasting. They offer a comfortable atmosphere using the latest technology available to record your podcast. And they are a full-service media company offering both audio and video production services, creating both audio and video podcasts, as well as video shorts for business and personal use. Professional audio equipment packages are available through their website for all budgets. And be sure to check out their podcast guesting kit, created specially for our listeners. Care for your health. Care for the planet. And look flippin' great doing it. North Authentic is a conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. Their pro stylists curate only the most fabulous non-toxic hair products with better-for-you shampoos, serums, masks, and more that actually give you gorgeous hair without hurting your health or the planet. Hey, you've only got one life, one planet, and one glorious mane. Might as well treat them all as best you can, right? Try a 100% clean hair care routine prescribed just for you using their link in the show notes. If you don't see a big, beautiful difference in how your hair looks and feels, you can tell them they're crazy. Do you battle chronic pain, stress, anxiety, or depression? Well, if you take any supplements or you're interested in natural alternatives, you need to know about findyourhealthyplace.com. Find Your Healthy Place has thousands of supplements to help you live a better quality of life, as well as natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. Need guidance? Use their live chat feature and talk to a wellness consultant right on their website. And be sure to use our coupon code TAEPODCAST for all your purchases to get the best prices at findyourhealthyplace.com. Follow their links in the show notes to learn more about all of our sponsors. And now back to our show. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I, the more, the more that I uh, push myself because it can be uncomfortable, you know, like, yeah. and, and intimidating sometimes, but the more I push myself to be the, the small fish in the big pond versus yeah. the big fish in the small pond, the better my life has become, the more successful my businesses are. And ultimately the more um, inspiration I have to try and accomplish uh, some great things. And through that networking, it also cuts the, the learning curve a lot, right? I mean, I remember uh, reading a lot of uh, Tony Robbins, you know, for you know, forever, ever since I was like a teenager. And he said this one thing and like, it was literally on an audio cassette, like even before CDs were in cars, like <laughs> I first started driving. Right. And I had like purchased this whole audio cassette. Yeah, uh, it's like a know, binder. Remember those things? They were all stuck in there and you pull them out. Exactly. I used to drive around and yeah, I was, I'm a little older than you, but I used to drive around popping them in the car all the time. And one of the things I, he said, and I'll never forget it is the, the amount of time that it takes you to read a book, you are getting someone else's years and years and years of life experience in the time it takes you to read it in a book. And I was like, right. wow, that makes so much sense. So same thing going to these yeah. types of events, you're meeting people. Sure. And in the course of a, just a, uh, a conversation, you could get something that could literally just transform your entire business, your entire life. Yeah. And I, you know, I, that's why I'm excited to be on the podcast today, because, you know, one thing that someone may hear from our discussion, maybe like that light bulb that says, hey, yeah, I have a way now to do that differently. So that's why I'll always invest the 
time and the money to participate in those types of things, because the return on that investment is, it's really immeasurable, you know, and, and that's not including the actual like tangible skills, like, you know, marketing trends and different ways for client acquisition that, you know, you, you learn in those types of events. Right. As well. Just the motivational stuff. Right. Right. So are there, are there groups that you're like a regular member of, or are these like conferences that you go to different times, different places all over the place? Yeah, it's a, it's a mixed bag. So I, I, I am a member of certain masterminds, you know, right now that are specifically geared toward um, working with coaches and people that are in my specific industry. Okay. How do we do what we do at the highest level, right? Like I can tell you for sure, I am definitely not the only martial arts school in, in my area. No. As a matter of fact, um, a lot of them. yeah. And, and I, I had, I had done this work pre pandemic, so I, I don't know what it is now, but at one point there was over 50 different options in a less than a five mile radius from where we were. There you go. Well, cause no barriers to entry. If, if you know, martial arts, you yeah, can help. I mean, exactly. And you know, whether or not any other particular place operates better than we do, or has a better program, like, if someone's looking for martial art classes for their kids, they're not going to 50 places to see which one is no, the best. It's too much work. Most yeah. of them only go to the first one really? that's closest to them. Yeah. And then you'll have some families that'll maybe check out two or three, but that's not that's the majority. In our fitness program, it is incredibly saturated in our market. I mean, yeah. big box gyms, boutique studios, personal trainers, uh, like on every corner. So yeah. How do you stand above like that noise? And again, this is one of those reasons why, how we perfect our craft. And that entails a lot of uh, changing, right? Just because something worked five years ago doesn't mean it's going to work today. As a matter of fact, it typically means that it's not going to work today because those chen- uh, trends change so much. So yeah, I mean, again, I feel like as the as the owner, it's my responsibility to plug into those things to learn and then ultimately make the best decisions that I can for, you know, for these businesses. But that group is specific to the martial arts industry. Yeah. One, that's, that's one of them. And then of course I, you know, I'm always on email lists and I'm always online. And uh, so, you know, social media does a great job in, in targeting specific ads toward me. And like, I'm like scrolling, Hey, that looks like something I'd be interested in. That's something that I want to do. Um, sometimes, you know, this is like an interesting one and, uh, I haven't done in a while, but sometimes I have actually attended other industry, uh, events, right? Like, like hospitality, right? Because again, service-based business, I don't own a restaurant. I don't manage a hotel, but I do know the difference between an amazing experience at a restaurant versus an amazing or, or not amazing experience. So what are the things that they do in those industries, right? Kind of like that, that cross pollination, I can take those things and apply it to what I'm doing. Yeah. And it just makes people like, wow, I've never expected to experience something like this here. And that's what we want. We want people to experience uh, our services in a way that is very unique and different than they would get anywhere else. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say about looking and finding things and getting involved. That's kind of how we met. Well, it was how we met, right? Yeah. I was running the Entrepreneurs Academy in our town. And I guess you saw an ad or somebody referred. We were looking for mentors. Mm-hmm. I remember and- I was actually in Florida. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> at a conference. And uh-huh. I was uh, I, I was just waking up and I kind of, you know, reached to the phone and looked at the emails and jumped online. And I saw a promo video that you had uh, filmed, and even before I had met you in person, right there is when I, fo- uh, you know, found your contact information and sent you that email saying, "Hey, this looks awesome," and I, I, you know, I'm local, I'm a business owner, I'd love to participate in some way. Yeah, and, you know, the rest well, fits because you work with kids, so yeah, I know. Well, you know, yeah. we don't do that anymore, unfortunately. We did like four or five years, right, and then we, yeah, and you and I ended up running the program, and then we kind of volunteered our way out of business, and we couldn't do it anymore. It was a huge, you know, huge commitment, but I, I, I'm sure we both agree. And everyone that was involved in one way or another over the years, I'm sure agreed. It was a great service for, you know, young entrepreneurs. And 
who knows what the future holds? Maybe one day I we'll still hear from some of up. the kids. I get yeah a LinkedIn message, you know, from uh, like Daniel who went to Drexel, and uh, uh, there was a couple other kids from uh, Union Catholic that went to some different yeah. schools. And my son was in the program. Just the other day, we were cleaning stuff out, and I found his little device <laughs> that he made with his but, uh, with his partner. So it's it's funny yeah. how fast time goes because they were you know freshman or sophomore junior or senior in high school and now they yeah. are actually on LinkedIn building their careers and all that and yeah they've graduated like, and wow. stuff I know it, it goes really it goes fast. fast but you know it's funny because we as simple <laughs> as that is that academy was right writing a business plan or we had simple templates for these kids I find myself sometimes using that for clients like it's just you know there's nothing has to be complicated. When it comes to fundamentals of like running and growing a business, you know, right, and right. I think people complicate stuff, and then it kind of shuts them down or makes them nervous, or they get overwhelmed, and then, like you said, they're back to just saying, "Oh, I'll just do it myself," and then they're still doing everything themselves, and there's no planning, there's no strategic approach. It, it seemed like very early on, you became you you very much became focused on how do I do this you know, the right way. So it gives me the quality of life that I have. And there must be other people doing it the right way. And I want to find those people. And, you know, maybe a little bit of luck involved, but I always feel like you make your own luck by, you know, doing things the right way. And, you know, yeah. you didn't go down the dark path of what, what did uh, Mike Michalowicz used to call it? Uh, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial poverty, right? Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there there were definitely moments where that is exactly where I was, but always had the desire to 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 do it better, right? Yeah. And to figure out a way to not feel like I was trapped because it's like a, a terrible feeling, really. Yeah. It really is. And you know, in my case, the ability to step away, but not see the business go down, but in fact, go up, you know, luck. I agree with you for the most part, for sure. We kind of create our own luck and we create our own opportunities um, for, uh, without a doubt. But, you know, the more you work hard, the luckier you get. Right? That's it's, the truth, right? <laughs> no, it's it, true. I mean, it don't just yeah. sit around waiting and things just, oh, we got lucky. Lucky is like winning the lottery. I mean, you still got to buy a ticket, but you know, yeah, but exactly. yeah, I, I agree. The harder you work, the more you work at things, the smarter you are, the more you read, the more you ask, the more you learn from people, then luck plays away. It gives you a, a jump. You just happen yeah. to be there at the right time and you get lucky. And the reason you got lucky is because you went to that conference or you attended that event or you did 100%. whatever marketing thing you were doing for your business. And it just kind of, you know, right. come, you got you and I are always talking about that stuff. And you know what, Mitch, to, to that point, and you know this better than probably anybody as my business attorney, as many things that I have done that have grown and become successful, I have had many projects and I've started other businesses or been involved with other businesses that were not successful. Right. And were challenging of and course. ultimately failed in one way or another. Well, so the guy I had on this morning called them learning experiences. They're not failures. <laughs> you learn I, from, and he has a lot of successful yeah. businesses too, but he said the same exact thing. Don't be misled and think that I've never had businesses that didn't make it or didn't struggle. I just learned from those and then moved I on. Fully, right? uh, I fully accept that. <laughs> and that's the that's my light bulb moment reminder from being on here with you. They're really not failures. Right. Uh, although at the time it's like, God, yeah, what a failure like I shit. am. You know, yeah. like, I just can't believe that. You know, I wasted your time, happen. your money. Right. But it's always a, a you know, movement towards something else. Yeah. Like uh, John Maxwell says, failing forward, we'll say learning experience forward. Right. But you got to keep moving forward. Right. Yeah. And I, I fully uh, agree with your, your guest from the morning. No one should believe that the, entrepreneurial journey is a, you know, vertical, right progressive, line. straight right. line, you know, and we've seen those memes on social media where it's like, you know, that roller coaster line going up and down, up and down, kind of like, you know, the market, but it's still, you know, trending in an upward way over a period of time, if you keep moving in that direction. But one day you could feel on top of the world and the very next day you could feel like, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Right. And I've had many days like that. Yeah. But the drive, the, the push, the ability to, you know, stay connected to your 
emotions and, and your belief that you are going to find a way, that's how I make it forward. And I, you know, a lot of um, entrepreneurs do. I, I really believe that. Yeah. I think following that mentorship and having a friend or somebody that you can be an advisor to, like I'm your legal advisor, but you're as much of an advisor to me. And we've had days where we just need to get off the mountain. It wasn't going well. We go grab lunch or grab a beer. We sit down and go, yeah. oh, this is just not working out for me. And then you would talk yeah. me off the mountain or I would talk you off the ledge or whatever. And sometimes you just need people that are removed from your own situation to give you perspective on things that, you know, it, it's not, it's, it's usually not as bad as you feel right? Or nine times out of 10, it doesn't even happen the way you think it's going to, oh my God, I got this thing in the mail and this is going to happen. That's going to (laughs) happen. And what, what the hell? And Mm -hmm. nine, and you know, and then maybe I talk you off the ledge, you talk me off the ledge and nine times out of 10 never happens. It never even happens. Exactly. And we always worry about things that we shouldn't. Yeah. So that's, I think, uh, one of the areas of the uh, coaching and consulting that I do with business owners that I enjoy the most because just like you said, sometimes when you're outside of the box looking in, you can see things in a very different perspective yeah. than when you're actually in it yourself. And I, like you said, plenty of times that we're kind of bouncing ideas or different challenges off of each other. And you have helped me tremendously many times where I'm just like, I don't see a way forward. And you're like, well, what about this? And I'm like, how the hell did I not see that? <laughs> yeah, <I've said laughs> totally that to makes too. sense. Right. I'm course. going, I'm going with what you said. It totally makes sense. And, and we, we find the way forward, but yeah, surrounding yourself with those um, like-minded people, just like we were talking about before the different events that I go to and uh, you know, company that I try to keep and, and friends that I have around me, it is to um, strengthen those areas that are, you know, sometimes needing to be reinforced. And um, that's what, the amazing part of great relationships is sometimes you just need somebody to smack you in the face and say, snap out of it. Sometimes that's exactly what you need. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, All right. So what was the other question I was going to ask you? I I know that you do coaching, but you are selective about who you work with, right? Cause you, you you only have so much bandwidth I know. And, and you're pretty particular about it because I don't want people listening to say, okay, let's all call Mario and coach with them. I'm sure. (laughs) And you, you would never say no, that's the problem, right? Cause you love to help people, but you know, you have to be select because you can't, you can't help people at your own detriment, right? It's got to kind of fit with everything that you're, everything that you're, you're doing. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I guess that's, you know, the other great thing about building businesses in a way where you don't have to be involved in every aspect of it. It gives you the opportunity then to, to pursue yeah. yeah, other things that you're passionate about. So, you know, having been a martial arts instructor for so many years and then, you know, teaching in all the facilities and then kind of shifting to focusing on the businesses and not in them, I learned a lot of skills and how to, you know, grow my businesses specifically. And um, I've encountered many other small business owners that were in the same exact position that I was when I uh-huh. started making those changes for myself. So I focus on working with service-based businesses, typically, um, mm-hmm. you know, some brick and mortars, you know, some product-based businesses, but typically service-based businesses that already have an existing team uh, in place, you know, a few employees that are kind of helping run the operation they're already making enough revenue to, you know, cover expenses, but they're trapped. They're the ones that, you know, are afraid to get sick or afraid to go on vacation. They don't have the systems or operations in place for that next level to, to, to scale up and have the business still be successful and growing without them being involved in every aspect of it. So those are typically the entrepreneurs that I work with. And it's an amazing experience, especially, um, you know, during the pandemic, when my uh, like physical locations were shut down, we had already shifted a lot of it to virtual. My uh, trainers and instructors um, and coaches were, you know, running the day to day and doing what they had to do for our clients. And I found myself with some, you know, more time and saying, all right, so like, what, what am I going to do now that this is happening in this way? And that's really where um, that business kind of started really scaling up for me because now I was actively, 
you know, promoting and searching and working with different entrepreneurs that were in that mold that I really wanted to work Which with. Which business? The coaching business? Yeah, the coaching okay. business. Yeah. And um, it, it, it's, it, was a, it was an amazing experience. And, you know, now that the world's kind of back to normal and we're, we're running back. Uh, uh, yeah, know, quotes with, is normal. Yeah, yeah. I am quoting it. Yeah. But I, I, I feel that way. Generally, like the but pandemic's I'm, over. I'm like, what planet do you live on? I mean, we're yeah. all back to work, but we're still, you know, we're going to have mask days. We're going to, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm definitely quoting it. But right. Um, essentially we're, we're running in the same capacity that we were pre pandemic. Yeah. So, you know, this, this, uh, company is definitely something I'm looking forward to building more, spending more time on. And I, I, I love the, you know, like the, the butterfly effect where one thing you do, you don't really know what the eventual outcome of that is. Right. And this is a concept that I really train with my teams a lot because, you know, we work with individuals, whether, you know, whether it's kids or through fitness and one experience that we give them one class that they take one interaction that they have either with us or through the people that they meet in our places, you never know what the eventual amazing outcome of that could be. Yeah. So the same goes for business owners, but I see it like more magnified, right? Because if I work with an entrepreneur and I'm able to help them get to a level where they're operating better, more efficiently, you know, living their life in a way that they didn't think that they could. Right. What is, what is the eventual most powerful outcome that could happen from there with them and their clients and their families? So, you know, I, I know it's like a very crazy macro perspective, but I, try to stay plugged into that because I, I really do believe that there's so much good that we do. It's not just about making money. And I'm not saying me and like in, in we as in just me, but all entrepreneurs in any business, there, there is so much good work that happens behind the scenes that helps people in such a positive way. Right. That That's I, fulfilling it, it, beyond financial reward. Super. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll always try to stay connected to, to that as well. Now you mentioned, I think you said in the opening that you, you have five businesses going on. So we got we got martial arts, we got we got Max Challenge, we got the kids after school program, we got coaching and, and mentoring. What's the fifth? Yeah, so this is a newer uh, concept that I'm really trying to you know work with and get off the ground. And essentially, it's an offshoot of the consulting company where marketing specifically is where I want to, you know, kind of grow almost like an agency type of thing and working with different businesses in their marketing specifically system and organization to, you know, help them promote their businesses. So like a CMO type of an agency, right? Fractional type of a model. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm excited about the concept of creating a business and a, you know, a system in itself that is duplicatable, that is uh, repeatable, that other businesses can kind of jump on with and say, okay, if I do these same steps, then this is the outcome that I'd like to get as well. So the wheels are always spinning. Like my Facebook expectation. ad campaigns or Google or other kinds of marketing and yeah, all, all of the ways that we're able to reach um, our clients right now, just on a bigger scale, right? Yeah. Obviously, digital marketing and, you know, website um, uh, development is, a, is an important part of that, for sure. Um, not even important, like essential for the most part, and yeah. at least a lot of the businesses that I work with. Um, but it's one of those skill sets that is just that, it's a skill set. And a lot of people that I've worked with, and that I meet don't take the time to learn that really, really important and necessary skill set. Yeah. Well, I, I think I forget who I was talking about the other day. You, you don't get to, I, I forget who it was, but they said to me, you know, I really got to get back to networking, get out in front of people. And I, and I said to him, it's not something that you stop doing. You need to build systems. I mean, you need to go and keep after people that you know and stay in touch with them, right? Whether it's on email or calling them or grabbing a a drink or whatever, right? I call it my hot list, right? And then you have to have systems in place that you market and stay in touch and put out content on a regular basis. You and I have had this conversation a lot of times and people, they don't understand the 
and I'll put it in quotes also, right? Air quotes, the magic that mm-hmm. happens from consistent messaging and consistent marketing. It doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't happen if you put a post on LinkedIn and say, yeah, well, you know, we put up three posts uh, last month and nothing happened. Like, it doesn't what work. are you kidding me? It doesn't, it doesn't work that work. way. No, because there's a lot of noise out there. Everybody's putting stuff and competing in this and this and that. And you, like you said, you have to have systems built in because it will be overwhelming. And just trying to figure it out on your own sometimes is just not even worth your time. The effort, right. the and you might get it wrong, right? So all the, and you've done it already, right? You've done the trial and error and the different things and whatever. And I think a lot of people miss that. Look, lawyers are just as guilty, right? They're getting business from their colleagues. They're doing this, they're doing that. Very few of them have, especially small practitioners, have a an operational website, you know, putting out regular content. That's why I started the podcast, so I can put good content out to hopefully educate right. people. And I do meet people through the podcast, but it took eight, 10 months before people were actually seeing me and hearing me and believing that I'm, I couldn't even get you to come on the podcast for three years. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I think people Follow me really, out again. Yeah, people really miss that. They miss yeah. the value of what you're trying to do and help them with. They don't realize until, like you said, they don't see the connection starting here and ending here until they get there. You're like, wow, yeah. Mario, you're right. Like we have a you, funnel now we have activity. You uh, you hit the nail a hundred percent on the head, and I will reiterate what I said in the beginning of the podcast about um, the basics being always foundational and always essential. The the magic keyword that you said was consistency, yeah. and you're one thousand percent right. And it's something that I really focus on on a regular basis because just like working out, just like going to the gym. You're, you're not going yeah. to get fit going to the gym once you're, right. you're, you're not going to, you, you can go to the gym for 10 hours in one day and you're not fit. You're not going to get there, but it is the consistency of doing the right actions over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And that's like times infinity overs. Yeah. You don't stop. You don't stop. So you're, you're retired you're, and you sell your company and someone else takes it over. That's their problem. Right. But those things still have to happen, right? Of course. It doesn't mean you have to do it, but those right. things still have to happen. And that, that consistency, some of the times it is because of so many other like stuff happening that we lose yeah. sight of the importance Hard. of it. Right. So like, again, it's that trap as you begin to scale, you lose sight of those foundational things that even got you to that point of success to begin with. Yeah. And then the other part of it is just not seeing the value in the things you should be consistent in because you're so consumed with everything else. Right. You're overwhelmed. Providing that, yeah, that, that same structure and organization and foundation to establish those strong baselines is what allows you to stay consistent in those tasks or, you know, responsibilities that not only allow you to keep growing uh, and and scaling, but uh, even past that. Yeah. It's like writing down a strategic plan. You need to have a place to go back to say, you can't know that you strayed off the path if you have no path. Right. You, You might be off where you were intended, but you don't even remember what you were doing. So, and you're very good at that. It's not, it's not, you know, and that's why you've been successful. It's not that it's that easy, right? You've never said to me, this is easy. It's not easy. It's hard and it's hard to be consistent. It's hard to be committed to doing the same things over and over and over again. And you're right. Life can knock you off the horse, like immediately personal things, things that happen you can't control, you know, that don't affect your business, but do because it affects you. And it's very hard to do that. You got to fight that every day. And a lot of times it's, it's the things that are not um, like pretty and the things that are not fun and the things that are not exciting um, that really make the difference. Right. Uh, One of the things that we teach our, our students and actually that I, I even teach to my kids because it's something that I believe really understanding what discipline is. And we, we define it really simple. Discipline is doing what you have to do, no matter how you feel right? You just remove the, the feeling out of it. It's something that has to get done. So you do it. I know right. it's simple, but it is, it's, it's true. And committing to those parts of running your organization, running your business, 
growing your business, whether it's in the marketing or, you know, or managing the finance or building your team. You know, a lot of people are struggling with hiring right now and, you know, like really hate managing uh, people or just like don't have that skill set, but doing it in a, in a way where the most important things are happening, even if they're not glamorous, 100% makes the difference on where a company is going to end up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. We've been on for an hour. Tell me how people can follow you, (laughs) learn from you, interact with you. What's the best way? We'll put it in the show notes, but you should say. Yes, definitely. So uh, best way to connect with me, I would say, well, I'm actually redesigning my my personal site right now. So hopefully by the time this podcast gets out and, you know, people are are listening to it, they can visit Mario, M-A-R-I-O, G, Cesario, C-E-S-A-R-I-O.com. So that's my uh, site. I am also on Instagram and, you know, pretty active on that at Mario G. Cesario. And my email is MGC at Mario G. Cesario.com. Very good. Well, Mario took me like two or three years, but I appreciate you coming on. And I want, I want to do this. I want, I want to do it again. I want to be your, uh, your weekly be, guest. You now. want to be our 300th <laughs> guest. Yeah. I think I want to, I want to come back. This is, this was a great experience. Well, I've been talking on different ideas. Maybe we'll start the Mitch and Mario show or something like <laughs> that. Well, but you gotta be, you know, I mean, you gotta be consistent. You're a very busy guy. You gotta be consistent. That's, that's the name of the game, but All right, buddy. thank you Thanks so for much coming for on. having me. This was awesome. If you like the podcast, please tell others about us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music, and many of the other podcast directories. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review and feel free to share our episodes on social media. If you have any questions or comments, ideas for the show, or you'd even like to appear as a guest, reach out to us by email at info at The Accidental Entrepreneur is hosted and produced by me, Mitch Beinhacker. If you'd like more information about my legal services, you can find me on social media or visit my website at beinhackerlaw.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to our feed to be notified of all future episodes.